morning. Good morning. Blessings and welcome to Hope, helping other people evolve through spiritual wellness with hope. As always, I am Hope. Brothers and sisters, today I have the humble pleasure of having an amazing guest, my pastor, Pastor Roberto Miranda of Congregation Lion of Judah. Welcome, Pastor. Thank you, Hope. I'm delighted to be with you in your program. I respect and admire you and the work that you do for the kingdom. Thank you so much for having me. All glory to God. Pastor, I would like I, I had you on here because I would like for you to tell the listeners, which praise God are many all over the world, how you came to Jesus and where you are now and the church, about the church, and as much as you're willing to share, because I know you're a very, very humble man and you're always willing to share. And that's what I admire so much about you. And that's why I am so honored to be a part of Congregation Line of Judah and to be led by you. So if you could please just share with our listeners, how did you come to Jesus? What was that like for you? Yeah, thank you, Hope, for that gracious introduction. I, um, You know, I had the blessing of uh, pretty much growing up in the kingdom of God. My mother, a very saintly woman, uh, met the Lord in the Dominican Republic, I mean, decades and decades ago. I was just a very young child at that time. And uh, she converted to Christianity and uh, took the, the gospel, really took hold of her heart, her life. I mean, she was one of the saintliest uh, human beings that I've known, not because she was my mother, but, you know, just that, that's the way she was. And so she she passed on to her children uh, that same kind of uh, love for God and that attachment to the gospel. And so I grew up, you know, in, in, the, in the kingdom in that way. I, I always, I grew up knowing the word of God and... Uh, grew up in good congregations where people love the Lord in uh, Brooklyn. Actually, I, I was born in the Dominican Republic, by the way, but came to the States when I was uh, 10 years old, many, many decades ago. And, um, you know, I grew up there in Brooklyn. Um, and uh, there I attended a Disciples of Christ congregation. Then when I went to uh, college, I, I continued. And, you know, I, my, my life was not always a, like a straight line in terms of my journey with God and my walk in the kingdom. You know, there were, when I went to college, uh, also even when I went to prep school yeah. uh, back in 1972, um, you know, I had, I, I loved the Lord, but didn't really live like a believer. People knew that I was a Christian, that I loved God and everything else. But, you know, my life left some to be desired in terms of the lifestyle that I led. Now, um, when I uh, came to Harvard to do my doctorate in, 1980, in 1979, actually, um, you know, that, that changed many things. Uh, my father's uh, previous death in 1977 had really been a blow to my life, and that really propelled me to get back in the right track and reconcile with God and start looking for the Lord very seriously again. And so the Lord started doing a, started doing a work in my life. And the only reason I mention that is because, you know, our, our journey... A spiritual journey is not always like linear you know we don't go from right. a to b to c to d every once in a while we get derailed and we you know uh, we fall from the the track and the lord uses all of that to yes. you know to uh work on us to break us to show us how much we need him to depend on him and so on and so forth so that journey when i was in college you know which was not really saintly um really prepared me then to be ready to reconcile my life and to give my life completely again to the Lord and to really own my faith, which I did when I was in graduate school. And then from there, 
because I, I've, um, I've always known, even as a child, that the Lord had a calling on my life. I didn't know exactly what it was going to be, but I knew that he had a plan in terms of ministry and service. So when he activated that when I was uh, in graduate school, and then I, you know, I rededicated my life to the Lord. I started seeking him with all my heart. And immediately, almost immediately, the Lord started working. So that in 1982, actually, I became aware of a church plant um, yeah. in uh, in Emmanuel that was taking place in the Emmanuel Gospel Center. It was just beginning, so I, I started attending that church on its second um, service, where only the pastor, his wife, and one or two other people were there. I started attending as a graduate student, visiting that church in the South End, and uh, that turned ultimately to be out to be you know the church that I pastor now, Congregation Lion of Judah. It's been a journey of uh, 39 years. Um, and uh, in 1984, two years after I joined the church, the pastor who founded the church after we returned to Puerto Rico, and he left me, he asked me, you know, we don't have anybody that I can leave to take care of the church. Roberto, would you, you know, would you uh, just do what you can and hold on until, you know, a replacement for me comes. I had no plans at that point to be a pastor or anything like that. I was just serving, you know, the Lord as a lay person there in that church. Mm-hmm. And so, the, you know, in 1982, in 19, 1984, I started, um, you know, uh, working as a sort of de facto pastor. And, uh, you know, that's the story. That's where it begins, really, my ministry in 1984. Uh, in 1986, I was ordained. The church asked me to become their full-time pastor, their definite pastor. And by then, the Lord had done a work in my life um, to convince me that that's, you know, that's what I needed to do, to become the pastor of that very small fledgling congregation at that point and um you know i i i i accepted the the, uh, invitation to become the church's pastor under the conditions that you know i'd be allowed to finish my doctorate which as i said i started in 1979 so uh in 1989 i I finished i graduated uh, from harvard with a doctorate in spanish american literature and romance languages and meanwhile i was you know serving god uh, time as well so it's been a journey you know and, and God has been so faithful mm-hmm. he's been so good uh, to me to the congregation my family I mean I've gotten so much uh, out of the ministry more much more I assure you than I have given that's not false modesty that's really the way I see you know my journey in the kingdom and, and so God God has been more than gracious he's given you so much more than I've given so that's a that's a brief version you know that's the abbreviated version of what is a very long uh, journey that you know maybe we we'll might have to break down a little bit more in the course of our conversation. Yes, of sure, of course. And thank you so much for your honesty because it is true that our journeys as Christians aren't easy. It's not a straight shot or a straight laid out blueprint. Yeah. So I, I thank you for that honesty and transparency. No, it's true. We have to. We have to be humble. We have to, you know, acknowledge our sins. We have to know that it's all by grace. Yeah. That we need to hold on to that God that is so, you know, faithful to us. And, and if we humble ourselves before Him, if we seek His face and pray, you know, He is powerful enough to deliver us from anything. And he's so gracious. He gives us so much more than we deserve. Amen. Amen. That is so true. Can you share a little bit more about our church and where we are now, where you came from in the beginning and where are, where are we now? Where are you now? especially during this time and how do you sustain it and stay so humble and stay focused on God? Yeah, well, I hope, you know, the humility part is very simple. I, I simply know who I am and I acknowledge who I am. 
I think you know any kind of pride in the kingdom is false pride. There really, there, we have no reason to be proud. Everything is by God, from God, because of God, and yeah. we're simply there, you know, as instruments in His hands. And, and we we have to give Him all the glory always if we're honest about ourselves. I think any pride is the product simply of not knowing who we are and not acknowledging who we are. So that's one thing. You know, I think what keeps me motivated is just knowing that. children that's really what propelled me to you know leave my my academic ambitions and so wanted to serve god i think there's no greater honor than to love what god loves and i remember what he what uh, jesus told peter he says peter do you love me well you know a shepherd my sheep uh, to take care of them and so i you know what i do i do because of my love for god and i know that as i take care of the sheep he you know he's pleased with that and, and uh i'm serving him in doing that and then he blesses me you know beyond my wildest dreams so um you know lion of judah as you know hope is a very it's a very diverse congregation i think that's the first quality that springs out in my mind when i think of you know our church it's it's, it's very diverse we have people from you know we, we started as a latino ministry back when we moved to the south end in 1994 uh, well, actually, 1997, because we spent a couple of years not to get into the weeds of the stuff, uh, rehabbing and and uh, uh, renovating our first building. But we moved in 1997 from Cambridge, and uh, we started just as a Latino congregation, thinking that you know God had just called us to minister to Latinos, and uh, you know we felt that that's all we had to offer. But then quickly after being in the South End, we realized that it was all around us was a community that was not Latino and that needed the gospel, and that needed you know good solid churches that that preach the gospel. To serve that community as well and to be a uh, witness you know to the community and so we decided you know as, a, as in obedience to god to start an english ministry as well english-speaking ministry and uh, so we we did that uh, in the early 2000s and um you know so now lion of judah is not just a latino congregation it's that's the biggest number that we have but it is also a multi-ethnic congregation with our english ministry which brings a lot of delight uh, to us we are able to serve also African Americans, uh, you know, Anglo-Europeans, Asians, Africans, uh, Afro-Caribbean people from Jamaica and Dominica and you know the islands. Uh, we're we're serving you know all kinds. Of, we the diversity extends also to you know socioeconomic elements as well. We serve people who you know they're 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 doing well professionally and financially, and then we also serve you know people who are dealing with addiction and in recovery homeless people and you know that's the greatest honor of our lives to serve God's uh, children as a congregation I think the, the, the church has been called to serve wherever there's an and so you know that that's one of the greatest things about you know this ministry that I, I feel that we're, we can be in the Lord you know very satisfied with is the fact that it, it represents our community you know every element of our community is there the good and the bad the stuff in process and the store the stuff that is nicely finished and you know wrapped up but um you know so you know line of judah is like that it's a very diverse congregation and you know somehow by the grace of god we're able to dwell together in in good harmony you know we, we have our moments of course you know we're never all in agreement all the time right. not even the apostles were and right. certainly the church that we see in, in the first century in the book of acts was never totally you know perfectly in harmony we're human and so you know that's part of the work of god in our lives to help us to, 
to learn how to love each other, how to deal with each other, how to appreciate each other, how to respect each other, how to forgive and tolerate each other. And I think that's where really, when we learn these uh, virtues, that's when the gospel is really perfected in us. Because it's easy, you know, if I'm if I'm African American to be happy with other African Americans, or if I'm if I'm Latino, you know, to feel great you know with other latinos and even within latinos by the way there's all kinds of diversity as well yes. central americans are very different from south americans and south from caribbean people so even there we have to learn to tolerate each other but i think as we as we work in the kingdom to tolerate each other love each other in our diversity and to be enriched by each other in that diversity then we we really become you know children of god we really honor the gospel so that's just a couple of things i don't want to talk too much but i'm happy to you know entertain other questions i could go on and on but i think that's no you're you're fine (laughs) as a congregation are very doing right now amen amen that that is a good point and that's what i actually absolutely love about congregation line of judah the diversity of it because i've never been one to be uh, any other questions you might have for me yes can you still hear me pastor Hello. Pastor Miranda, can you still hear me? I'm not sure what's going on with our recording and why Pastor Miranda can't hear me, but I'm hoping that um, soon that the hearing will come back. But again, I was saying to Pastor Miranda how I love the fact that Congregation Line of Judah is diverse and how it just meshes one way or oh. another. And um, and I just think that that um, that that it's important to know that when we are in a church that we don't have to be in one set way or one set um, of people, one group of people such as all African American or all Caucasian or all Hispanic, but to be joined in a way that um, the, the Lord has intended. And we at Congregation Line of Judah tend to do that. So Pastor Miranda can't hear us, but um, we can hear him, and we're going to ask him to continue. To so talk. yeah, I think uh, you know those uh, those two things. You know, um, the fact that we are a very diverse community that uh, can respect each other in our diversity and that glorifies God. You know, in in, in this time uh, in our nation's history, uh, America is so divided. You know, by race, by politics, um, by socioeconomic class, and so on and so forth, that it's important to have uh, places like Line of Judah that can be a project in the making. You know, it's a, it's a project very much in process where people are learning to love each other, to respect each other, despite the fact that we may see things differently, despite the fact that times may come when, um, you know, stress may be put upon that unity like we had with the whole election, elections process and so on. 
but you know, somehow as we learn to respect each other, as we persist in, in the decision to be brothers and sisters, to live out the gospel, um, you know, God is honored. God is glorified. It's very easy to love those that are, that are like you, that think like you. There's no no real virtue in that. As Jesus would say, I think the, the real honor comes when we learn to love those that are very different from us. Uh, those that cannot reward us, as Jesus said, you know, uh, back until we do something on their behalf. But that's really where, um, you know, the blessing comes. Um, you know, I, I think um, during the time of the uh, epidemic, which thank God, you know, I'm seeing a little bit of signs of hope now. Uh, through the time of the epidemic, it was a time of great stress for our congregation. You know, learning how to, how to keep God's uh, people you know, healthy, motivated, spiritually nourished, um, learning how to, you know, deal with the economic pressures that come during times like that, uh, learning how to deal with all the emotional pressures that people were going through, you know, the loneliness, the anxiety, the, the having to stay at home by themselves, not go out in the streets, the fear of, you know, contracting COVID and so on and so forth. Um, it really put a lot of uh, stress on us as a congregation. And my question always as a senior pastor was, you know, how can we keep our people? Can we keep, how can we keep the church alive and uh, being a source of you know, hope and uh, encouragement for them? Amen. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I thank the Lord because he gave us wisdom. You know, early in the beginning, all of the major leaders of the church, we got together. We talked about how to how to continue ministering effectively to the church, how to have our services uh, stream, you know, uh, streamed, and how to reach the people who are at home, homebound. Uh, and also, you know, when we're given permission to open the church in May, uh, then how to, you know, create a safe environment for the people that came physically to the services. And, uh, you know, how, how to establish uh, safety protocols, you know, the masks, the social distancing, hygiene, and so on and so forth. And I'm, I'm thankful that the Lord, you know, gave us uh, wisdom how to do that, how to use new technologies, like, you know, how to teach people to give electronically and uh, so that they could, you know, give their tithes and their offerings Amen. that way. And, you know, I'm thankful to the Lord that uh, he, he was so faithful. People and people were uh, faithful. Um, all through this uh, this period of time, um, you know, to, to just serve the community. So we, we've encouraged people to hold on to the Lord, to believe in Him. He is powerful enough to do. Uh, he can heal us. He can fight our battles. He can keep us uh, strong and encouraged. And, you know, people heard the message. And I tell you that, uh, you know, over this year of uh, the pandemic, uh, Line of Judah, I think, has become stronger as a community than ever uh, before. Amen. One other element, you know, of uh, the life of a congregation is the, the diversity of ministries that we have. You know, Lion of Judah is a very active community. There's a lot of stuff happening, even during the pandemic. Yes. And I tell you, sometimes, you know, I, I feel a little bit embarrassed when we have the announcements, we give the announcements of what's happening in the church, trying to encourage people to, you know, attend the different activities of the church. Sometimes those announcements can take very long because there's so much happening. Uh, you know, in, the, in our English ministry, for example, we have, a, you know, we, we serve the homeless community. Tomorrow morning, if you go to Line of Judah at 10 a.m., 
you will see a line of uh, people from the homeless uh, with us. You know, during the before the pandemic, we used to have it inside the church. With the pandemic, we're not allowed to do that, but we still serve breakfast to dozens and dozens of people who come on Saturday morning from the homeless community and who like it. the fact that we minister to them. We have people singing, you know, when they come. Uh, we collaborate with other churches like Symphony Church and Antioch Church. Uh, these are churches that have partnered with us to serve the community. So we serve breakfast. We deliver, a, you know, a word from the gospel. And uh, these individuals, they appreciate hearing from God because they, they need the word, you know, and they're encouraged by it. And we have a closed closet that we administer. We, we've had, uh, you know, we are having vaccination clinics every week now. So anybody who wants to be vaccinated can come to Lion of Judah after making a reservation. You know, they can be vaccinated. During the pandemic, our Alpha ministry, which is an immigration ministry uh, that serves the immigration community. But, not, you know, then turned out during the pandemic, we partnered with uh, various organizations and we distributed literally tens of thousands of uh, meals sometimes delivering them to uh, the and boxes with all kinds of um, groceries and so on you know they they we, we we served tens of thousands of people that way uh, our higher education resource center which is another significant ministry has about we were serving in 10 different high schools in the city with christian uh, mentors and uh, counselors that uh, teach young African-Americans and Latino people uh, how to succeed in life and how to navigate high school and college successfully. And, uh, you know, we have great partnerships with the, the schools. We have partnership with the city. In other ways, our ministers are very involved in, in situations, you know, involving the city, the, you know, Boston, Boston Public Schools Department first. The executive director of the Higher Educational Research Center serves as a resource to the Boston Public Schools as a highly is a highly appreciated figure in that environment. So, you know, we have many other ministers that I could uh, tell you about. And uh, you know, if people want to sign up for the vaccine, um, I think the best way right now would be for them to call the church. Our, and this is our this is our phone number: 617-541-4455. Five four one four four five five, and uh, they can tell our administrative assistant that they are interested in getting vaccinated. That they heard this in your program, Hope, and um, that uh, they uh, and, and then they can, um, you know, we will tell them how to get registered. Because normally we do it at the at the uh, services, um, okay. and we have advertised the community. But if they don't know how to do that, they can also go to our, our web site by the way our website is a great resource if you want to get familiar with uh, line of judah our website is the best resource very easily very accessible you can just go to lionofjudah.org one word lionofjudah that is the name of our church congregation lion of judah so lionofjudah.org and you can google that and there you can find all kinds of uh, very useful information we have nice. sermons there we have all kinds of resources that you can use as well so this is one way that um, you can uh, be in touch with us. We would love for you to visit us sometime, you know? We have services at 9 a.m. in the morning. That is the English the English speaking services at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings. We have parking right next door to us. Uh, and you'll see signs for that. There's two parking lots that you can use. And 9 a.m. is our English service and you'll find a group of very loving believers waiting to serve you and to uh, just uh, have communion 
with you. And you know, one other thing that uh, you might be interested in knowing, we have a lot of missionary work. Uh, I tell you, it, it, it would take too long for us to enlist all the different ministries that we have. So for example, our English ministry uh, through a ministry called Good, Good Works Servants, led by our sister Bernice McPhee, has a significant ministry in Honduras in the you know deep deep uh, rural areas of Honduras very needy area and there we serve uh, you know indigenous people of Honduras and our uh, goodwill friends go there uh, during the summer to hold clinics uh, to distribute food uh, clothing to do um, you know children's ministries evangelistic outreach you know, uh, medical work. It's a great ministry. So we do that and we collect all kinds of stuff during the year and then we take it there and we serve that way. We have ministries in other parts of Central America as well. In Honduras, in Spanish-speaking Honduras, we also have done um, through some of our people who have started ministries there in Honduras. We do work in the Dominican Republic and Haiti as well through another ministry called Links of Love. And again, very multifaceted ministries. These are all ministries that combine social service with evangelism, with spiritual ministry, because we believe all of it is, you know, connected. We have to preach the gospel, but we also have to teach and show the gospel by works of love and of service. So in the Dominican Republic and Haiti, some of the poorest parts of that country, we also have ministry. We minister in Africa as well by supporting uh, the ministry of a two wonderful, loving missionaries. They're from Brazil, but they have lived in Africa for over 20 years and minister in Mozambique, South Africa, uh, Zimbabwe, and other parts of Africa. They do an amazing job also there of serving uh, African villages and uh, serving the poor through schools, through food distribution, building of houses, building of wells. I mean, you know, these ministries are amazing. And we're honored to be uh, linked uh, with them. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we do. We do work with the Shriners Institute here um, in Boston with bad victims of fires. You know, many of them are from Latin America, from different parts of Latin America. They come here to Boston to get treated with severe disfiguring. And Lion of Judah supports these families here getting for the children. An amazing ministry that brings a lot of uh, joy to our heart yeah you know um I, i'm just i'm just grateful to the lord i'm grateful Amen. by the grace of blessing and light here in the city south and roxbury area we would love for you to come and visit us and spend time with us and if you come uh for the first time please ask someone to get in touch with wife Mercedes so I'm in Greek and uh, and you know you, you'll see hope there as well so she'll, she'd be happy also to extend the love of God to us Amen. so again I want to encourage you keep seeking the Lord he is the only source of hope really in these Amen. times and there's no one like him he's faithful he's gracious he's forgiving and also he's how to live in an orderly way allow him to protect us Amen. The course of our life. Before I finish, I will yep. and uh, just declare the blessing of God on your life. Thank you so much for listening. It's a great joy to be in relationship with you today. I bless my brothers and sisters 
who are uh, participating in this podcast. I bless their lives. I bless their children, their families. Father, I declare the grace of God in every aspect of their lives. If they're going through difficult situations, Father, if they're experiencing conflict in their family, if they need a, a, a child to come back to the kingdom of God or to be protected from violence, Lord, we declare your blessing. We partner with them in the spirit right now. We join them yeah. in the spirit to pray for a blessing in their life, Father, for your yes. provision, for your protection, for your kingdom to come into their homes, Father, and to Thank establish its flag inside their homes and for the, the kingdom of God to come along yes. and, and to teach them and show them how to live a life that is uh, acceptable to you and a life that can then attract your protection, your blessing and your provision. So, Father, bless our city. Bless uh, those that are, have hunger for you and bring into your kingdom. Uh, accelerate the work of your kingdom in this time, Lord. I thank you for Hope also, who is uh, um, hosting this broadcast. I bless her life and her yeah. for the fine work that this program is doing all over the world. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the honor and all the glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. And thank amen. you so much for listening. God bless you. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening to Hope, helping other people evolve through spiritual wellness with hope. As always, I am hope. I love you. I believe in you. Have a miraculous day.